In Luke 24, on the road to Emmaus, some friends encounter Jesus, and as he speaks, they find their hearts burning within them. In this On The Road series, we hear from friends about their current walk with Jesus and what he's speaking to them about now that's burning within their hearts. Join us on the journey. Hi, so, um, welcome to another episode of On The Road. Um, I've got Michael and Rihanna with me um, now, which I'm really excited about. We got to spend years together doing church and it was wonderful. Um, these are an incredible couple. Rihanna served faithfully in the worship team. They, they were involved in a whole heap of different things involved in the church life, serving the people that were there, even just folks that would be overlooked. Um, I said this earlier to Rihanna and Michael, but like Rihanna carried an incredible thing for the Father Heart of God. Michael was, uh, I do you know, Michael, I'll tell you first, the first time I met you was at a football match where you arrived late and then someone tackled you badly and you got a huff and you walked off. <laughs> and, uh, that was the first time that I ever basically met you. It was amazing. And I was like, you wouldn't have never He's getting more sanctified. Um, but um, but the, the worst thing about that story is it would give you the total wrong impression of Michael. I don't give you the total wrong impression. He has a strong, he has a strong, like, justice that's go somewhere. It probably wasn't that. It was probably someone else. Also. We'd had a massive argument or something. <laughs> it was just, it was the straw that broke the camel's back. <laughs> That, that's a grossly unfair story to tell. I'd actually just put him in there. But the, like, you can even just see how much joy I've got to spend with these guys again. They are they are a faithful couple of God, and um, and I know that they. I know plenty of stories of where they have followed what God's called them to do, even just they've lived through difficult times because they've held firm to what it is that God's called them to. And so, it's genuinely going to be a delight to hear some of your stories tonight. We've not had much time together in the last couple of years, and so I I'm looking forward to hearing some of what's been going on with you guys as well. Um, so why don't we start as we generally always do? Um, what's God speaking to you about just now? Kind of what's burning in your heart? Kind of what's um, what's God revealing about Himself to you guys just now? Okay. Um, so I think for me, if I had to really boil it down, it would probably be a sense of is is Jesus enough? Um, yeah, and I think that's been a journey that's been going on for probably about a year. So we left. For, um, we left for Mexico about a year ago. So we're back in England now. We did just shy of a year out there. But before Mexico, we I was employed by a church um, and had a role which included regularly preaching and sort of writing training material. And it felt quite uh, public. Um, I suppose to do small, but levels of influence and everything else. Um, we had a very short break. And then I suppose from then we launched into Mexico and we were with an amazing charity out there, uh, amazing uh, sort of like non-profit organization where they ran like an orphanage, ministry school, church, um, a day school. And I suppose I suppose I probably turned up thinking that um, there would be some form of continuation of external um, ministry, whatever word you want to put on it. Um, and it wasn't like that at all. Um, it was basically, uh, I mean, I remember one of the times it was, so we arrived there for one of our first Sundays and it was like, oh, Michael, here's your, like, here's your broom, your, you know, your sweeper. And I, we, you just need to go into the toilets. And we're talking about like, they're kind of resemble more like public toilets where yeah, yeah. hundreds and hundreds of the kids, staff, visitors use these. And it's just, and it's just like spraying, scrubbing, it's going, and I was just like, I was like, what? And then they're kind of this. I just thought, oh, you know, maybe this is like a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clean the toilet. 
And then it was the Monday and it was do this. And then all of a sudden I found myself really what I was being asked to do was very much, um, Rihanna said it earlier and we were talking like, I was basically the bin man. Um, so when my, you know, I was driving around the, um, the campus, collecting people's rubbish, filling up the water bottles from the well, taking it to the kitchen, the houses. And, and I was, and I got to this point, I was like, God, this isn't probably what I expected of our time here. And so do I need to push back and say, hang on a sec, like, yeah. am I missing something or actually is this a view and I'm just uh just to say actually no this is this is it this is God what you're doing um and I very very clearly um felt that he was saying the latter which was actually Michael this is a year for me and you we ought to be hidden and it came down to that question I said at the beginning really which is 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 he enough for me and this was really summed up we had a um, an amazing ministry team from uh from YWAM come uh, um, onto the campus. They were there for a few months, met some amazing families, and they ran a men's Bible study I went to one night, and the guy leading it, really lovely guy, he said, right, all close your eyes, um, and I'm going to ask you a question. So we're all sitting there, eyes closed, and he says, I want you to picture eternity. I want you to think of all your favourite people who could be there, your favourite foods, hobbies, places. Basically, build up the best possible world you could think of in your head that will go on and on and on forever and ever without anything ever going wrong no sickness no loss um and then he says oh, now you're holding that picture in your mind oh, is that still sufficient if jesus wasn't there mm. and like i said he it was already quiet because he you know we were just thinking but then there came like a holy silence over the table and it was um and, you, and for me, I could just really feel God was putting his stomach. And, and for me, in all honesty, I felt actually it wouldn't be sufficient. There was a real authentic longing for Jesus. Where I was like, this does count for nothing if he's not there. But it was almost like a reminder of just being put before This is the season um, I'm calling you into. What was actually really funny with that is the guys and girls were in separate Bible studies. So I nearly took you out. Um, and... Uh, and, and the girls had no idea the question we were being asked. And they had a massive tray of donuts. And so they, they turn up. So then like a donut. And it's like in this split second, this holy, holy moment. Everyone's opened their eyes. Like, yeah, I'll take one. And it was bomb. <laughs> but um, I just, I felt that was what God spoke to me. That and that's really been a pattern up until now as well. Mm. So relationally, I would say that's what I'm hearing him speak to me about. And then in terms of the overflow of that relationship in terms of, again, ministry, whatever, it's, um, I feel like I'm, well, probably us together, we're, um, we're in a pit stop. So Mexico felt like the cars pulled in. Mm. We're in Mexico, pit stop time, time with Jesus, being refueled and sharpening, a lot of pruning, painful, um, but so good to be cut back. Um, and then before you come out of the pit stop and you get back on the track, there's the guy there with the sign. Mm. I don't know if it's a colour or sign, but it indicates that you had to wait until this is around. Mm. Um, and the car's got probably freedom. The car's got freedom to go. But it's not wise because there's obviously something going on where the mm. person you know best is saying it's time to wait. Mm. And I just feel like that's where we're at. We could go. We could try and build or pioneer or mm doing something, start something. But... Also feeling like you were made for more, right? Like feeling yeah. more at capacity. I was built to go fast. I was built yeah. for this race. I would, yeah, yeah. I think, it, you know, you're not just a little. Like it's not a kid's plastic toy car with little pedals or something. Yes. And you're like, this is yeah, the best yeah. I could go for. Like, you know, God's put stuff in you and yeah. you know it's there. And then God's spoken to you about, I want you just to steal away with me. 
and you're like that's great but it's that tension of being like but i know i'm made for some yeah. of this other stuff yeah. and so it's feel like jesus has got a sign at the top says wait and i still feel like the question he's doing so is am, am i enough am i enough um and him asking that to to and um particularly me personally i think and and I'm, I'm just i'm trying to embrace that because i've seen so heard the stories and seen firsthand people who have run and they have fallen away they've tripped up they've just led things into wrong directions and so many times it's because they're unwilling to embrace the moments where jesus just wants to be alone with them or correct them or be hidden or yeah. as a prune and it's like i'm gonna refuse that and just keep going and it, I've just, I've, it never ends well. And I, and, but we've said together, we don't want to be that couple. We want to be running hard, burning bright, loving Jesus, loving people until our, our dying days. And even if that means another two, three, five years, if it's just wait hidden, we'll do it. And I, I love that. So I, I'm going to, I will hear Rihanna's first question, but the thing that I love about that is it's very easy. And we've all heard it where someone said, oh, you know, God told me to go and do this thing. And we went and man, the grace of God was incredible and this thing happened and before you know we suddenly this church grew to a thousand people and this happened, that happened and you're like, wow. But the truth is there are loads of those seasons as well where God says, oh yeah, I'm going to ask you a really tough question here and I, and I really want you to learn this. I'm going to make you clean bathrooms for a year and then I'm going to call you back to where you were before and you're like, oh great, now this is it, you know, here we go. And I was like, no, 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 that was round one. This is round two. And it might be a much shorter season, but like it's like that there's as much of that way of God speaking to us and saying, this is what I want you to do. And actually that's a harder thing to hear God say. Yeah. Is wait or just, you know, I just want to keep poking this little point here with you as well. So it's like, it's not necessarily comfortable for you, Michael, but I'm delighted that that's where you are. Could you share that? Yeah. Because that's like, like that's a lot of, a lot of the experience of basically hearing God speak. It's so good for us. Like when we were in Mexico, I think I was hearing other Christians talking about the similar process they were in. And a scripture that really stood out to me was when the Israelites were in the wilderness and God turns around to them and he's like, I wanted to test you in the wilderness to see what was in your heart, see what really state you were in, to see the everything that you actually depended on and i led you through that place and then it says to do you good in the end yeah. i'm like oh yeah it's that like this is to do me good in the end and him good in the end yeah. and actually everybody else that will ever come into contact with will be richer for it yeah <laughs> yeah and it's it's the thing that god cares about your heart more than in, like you know like like he could the people that you might feel that you could go and serve or save or the messages that you feel God, God could go and get someone else to share that message with them. The Holy Spirit could go and save that person just by revealing himself to them. But what he's most intimately caring about is you guys. Yeah. You know, like it's just, it's incredible. But it is a tough tension place to live as well. Yeah. It's, it's funny when, you, when you're in a season, um, I said it before, like if you buy a red car, all of a sudden you go out onto the road and all you see is just red cars everywhere. Yeah. And you know, and I think, being in the um, in the Bible at the moment is the season I'm in. I'm just seeing people who held on to things, which and and Jesus was like, I need you to let go of that. Mm. Um, I think in like the scribe who says, you know, Jesus, I'll follow you anywhere you go. Mm. 
And I, I don't know, maybe it doesn't say this explicitly, but I wonder if not Jesus picks up on the fact there's something of like, I'll follow you, but I want A level with either yeah, recognition yeah. and comfort. See, he says actually, you know, birds have nests, foxes have nests, the son of man has no place to lay his head. Um, the rich young ruler, he said, actually, just go away, sell everything you have. And Jesus didn't ask for the money. Jesus didn't yeah. say, give the money to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They give it to the poor. Jesus is not after his money, but he's like, he's, he's like, I know that if you follow me and we do not deal with what's there, it will cause problems. Yeah. And I think that's the thing for us. It's just slowly, it's just, unless that grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it, can, it will not bear um, much fruit. So I think there's just a lot of death. Mm. I, uh, yeah, there's something I like is, um, it's very easy to measure the wrong metrics. Like God's like, I look at the heart and that's what I care about. And it's very easy for us to look at, so, you know, like I, we had a famous um, moment where someone said to us, we'd moved somewhere because God had called us to go there. And we'd been there for about nine months, a year or something. And, um, and on the surface, it didn't look like there was a whole lot of stuff, but God was doing a huge amount in us and like, our faith, like my wife, our faith, like, man, like we just learned so much about God. And someone said to me once, they said, oh, I was telling a friend about your story because they're about to go and do something similar. I said, oh, great. You know, is it because God called them? And they're like, well, yeah, a little bit. But like, I didn't tell them it didn't work out for you guys, but I just told them about you hearing God call. <laughs> and there was there was no, there's genuinely no malice in it. They were just, they were like, oh, you know, it's been a year, like nothing's happened. So obviously I can tell that this maybe wasn't right, but I've tried to encourage them with your, and, um, but it's because it's we just measure surface stuff or you know like the the kind of footprint that seems to be happening and god just cares about your heart and this is nothing new like this has always been happening with humanity and we just hate the humility we hate we hate the low place there's like our flesh absolutely despises being hidden and low um it does and it's so upside down I am. I'd love to hear what God speaks to you. I mean, apart from obviously spoiling Michael's holy moments with donuts, Rihanna, I know that God always. <laughs> I, I um, yeah. I think for me, it's like I think the the death, the dying thing has been absolutely huge. I um, I always wanted to be a missionary growing up. I always knew like I wanted to give everything to him, but. I think when children come along, especially, mm. it just goes to another level. And I think my home, I'm from Guernsey, which is like the most beautiful island in the world. And um, I'm laying that down, like laying my land down, leaving, you know, everyone in Guernsey says, like, this is the best place to you why want to bring your children up like why look crazy why would you go anywhere else why would you go to the mission field why would you give up luxury and comfort mm. um why would you give up schooling like at, we went yeah. sorry there's no schooling for our children i'm now currently homeschooling in england did not expect that at all um left community left my family mm. and i'm like why like why have I why have I done this? And it it's layer after layer that like I'm I feel the cost of leaving leaving a life that on paper looks like you've yeah, made it. Yeah, why would you leave? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I noticed whenever I was in that, I felt so deeply unsatisfied. Like mm -hmm. I I felt so scared all the time. Well. 
Um, but whenever I would take risks and pursue Jesus, I, I just feel like the fear went. Getting on the flight to Mexico, honestly, the level of fear and panic I had to deal with to get on that flight. And I landed and I was like, number one, fear is a liar. Like, wow. And, and then I was just like, I'm not, it's just every step you take forward to leave, leave something for him. And, um, and so I feel like what he's speaking to me about is like, are you willing to let everything go? Like, and I know that that's going to keep coming. Mm. Um, but I believe in what lies on me. I've seen too much to know, like everything that I have given up in the past, Mm. I've always seen God give way more abundance, Mm. way more. Like even a really small little thing, like we were packing the suitcase to go to Mexico and my boy who's three absolutely loves cars and he had hundreds and hundreds of cars and I'm there crying packing because yeah. he's only allowed like a little box of cars yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm like what kind of mum am I like why am I doing this to my to my poor boy um and then we get to Mexico and basically a family leave to go somewhere else and they leave us like all their cars like most incredible ways and I'm like I didn't have to buy any of this Mm. oh so silly but actually really big deal and it's like God even honored the really little sacrifices how much more will he honor like the things that you give up and it's like the promise in the Bible you we give up land mother father brothers children you will receive a hundredfold not only in this lifetime but there is the promise that it's in this lifetime we actually get back way more than we gave it and for me that's so exciting I can feel the buzz of God what what next then like yeah yeah, you feel the cost well what what do you think it's going to look like this is great I I I love that when you put that with what you're talking about with the heart stuff because the the very easy scenario is for someone to say oh Brian I'm going to give up this thing for God and I'm just going to wait for my hundredfold return of the next thing. But he knows our heart and he knows what's good for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and so again, that's where those two things tie together. And that's where, the, that's where the falseness of the prosperity gospel. If I tell you, basically, just you need, to, you need to give up A sacrificially because B is so much better. You're like, well, that's that's not sacrifice. That's not trust. That's not obedience. That's not try to put my hands wholeheartedly in. God, God knows what he, he, like he knows the dynamic of what's happening there yeah yeah and, because actually once it's dead it's dead yeah like I I really fully die to yes I'm a musician I actually don't see myself as that at all and I fully die to that thing of like singing or playing piano or worship leading or whatever and I went there to go rescue the orphan baby see you yeah. and then there was no way, that way, shape, or form, like I wanted, kind of music or, yeah. or yeah. gift to be used. I got there and they're like, actually, I don't really want you to do this, but hey, we need a singer and a piano player. Can you, can you do this? And that was what my time was there. Yeah. And because it had died, mm. and because my heart was right, it was like, oh yeah, yeah, 
there was life. Yeah, that's like this actually has no hold on you. Mm. And that's that's the balance that if we can get to that is yeah, is powerful. Yeah. But it's been exciting because our our kids have lived this with us. You know, we are we're healthily transparent with them, but um, they are like nearly four and six. But they've seen this. You know, you know, our little boy, he's seen that testimony mm. in leaving things behind and things being provided. We've broken out of Jesus is an hour and a half on a Sunday morning or whatever. You know, we've actually said no. This is this is a daily thing, and I think in the sacrifices they. They're starting to see answers to prayer and small things being drip fed to them. But you can see for them, Jesus is so much more real and on their radar as some someone authentic than uh, maybe potentially what he was becoming a few years. Um, yeah. Yeah, I love, I love that, like, like healthily transparent. Like there's a wisdom of yeah. stuff, like, you know, like and how you share with, but like, but you want them to be part of the story because like they're the, the first people that God's called you guys to serve are your kids. Like they're the like you know like there'll be there will be no one else that trumps them in terms of the thing the calling that God has put in your life. Like you will have more input in them. And the key thing to teach them is Jesus is here and He's alive and He's providing and He's like He's with you in all these things at all times. Like that's the and so it's beautiful that you're able to do that. The thing that the thing that I'm interested to hear your view on is because I know just now you're kind of in an in between place. Like you've come back to the UK, you're trying to just waiting, as you've said, that pit stop thing of discerning from God. And and you've again articulated really clearly, like there's that thing of like all the stuff died, we had no expectation. We saw God was better than we told for, and you like his plans were better, and you know, all this stuff died. Um, but then there's always this funny moment for me where you're like, ah, oh, but all this stuff that's gone before is God preparing us for what's coming next. And so I'm just interested you know having been through that process you're kind of now back in that place of waiting god what's coming next knowing that he's prepared you for some stuff which means if you've had to go through the process of dying to something <laughs> then yeah. there's more of that to come and i just i'm interested how you how you how you're like that tension of basically being in that place how you guys are walking that out how you how you're going to yeah as a couple discern and hear god for those next steps and how that kind of works as well and um, whatever extent you can talk about that i'd be interested yeah you could i think we're really good at reminding ourselves of what other prophetic words over our life mm -hmm. we are really good at that don't know whether it's because i'm like a trained life coach but i'm like i said we <laughs> no we say we it's not we rihanna is much better you're great I, i'm growing but rihanna is is better yeah very very good i really need vision like i'm i need to know why i'm doing something yeah um and so having those prophetic words keeping in mind like why am i giving this thing up again yeah. what has jesus asked me to do remembering the dreams that i've had you know i journal down dreams um like specific dreams not just gold dreams. yeah yeah um i and reading my journal again, like when I'm walking somewhere and I felt him speak or it remind me of a scripture, I journal that down and then I go back and read that and I'm like, oh yeah. Then you start seeing the pattern again because we just forget so easily. Um, and that's that's really helpful because it, it is easy. 
I guess like Peter, when you start looking at the waves, you start, you're like, oh, like, oh, and then before you know it, you really are sinking. And yeah. I've had that moment so many times where I start looking at the cost. I start looking at what my children are missing out on. Mm. I start, and then fear starts coming, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm drowned. I'm actually here. So for me, looking at the prophetic words and the scriptures is an absolute lifeline yeah. for me to even stay afloat because I'm afloat and I'm screwed if I yeah. don't keep my eyes on him. Yeah. And I don't remember why I stepped out of the boat in the first place. You know, yeah. could have stayed in the boat yeah. really easily. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and the the best thing about that picture of the the walking on the water and drowning is that if we start to feel we're panicking, the temptation is to try and fight our way back up the shore. But like, you can't walk on water. Like, no amount of effort on on your part. And I, I remember so that that particular passage in the Bible was part of the story of God calling us out of where we were. And I remember there was something I read and um, where someone wrote it at once, and they're like. Why would you want to stay in the boat? Not just because of adventure stuff, but Jesus is over there. Like, why would you not want to be walking towards yeah. Jesus? Like, you know, like, you know, like, again, like, and, that, and that's like, the, like, where else would you want to be apart from trying to get closer to Jesus? Like, that's, it's a, you know, but I'm interested about you, Michael, because like journaling, like everyone who journals talks about the richness and the blessing of it. I've never been able to make that sort of stuff stick. I, I, I can't do it. And so it's like, apart from Rihanna reminding you what God's spoken about, how does that work for you? I think for me, it's going, always just trying to have very honest conversations with Jesus when I'm, uh, when I'm on the go, just I'm walking, I'm thinking, I'm just those times myself. I hate, I don't ever just to try to give him the fluff or the nice things he wants to hear. So I'm not, not, not in a way I think some people talk like they shout at God and they're rude, yeah. but I just want, I, I will just be honest with him about heart and what's going on. And I, and I think at the moment, again, it just feels like coming back to that thing of like, am I enough? Like, will we pray just to connect with me, not for an answer yeah. for a breakthrough somewhere else? Will you read just, um, just to add with me all my words, yeah, yeah, to be in my word and to know me more, not because you've got to write a sermon or share something with someone, and and I and I that's so that's where I'm at in this process as well. It's just this whole thing: of, am I enough? And will you worship simply just to sing and just actually enjoy enjoy Him? Um, and that's kind of the what I just feel with the so you're back to doing the basic principles of like. Prayer, Bible, worship. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so for me, the way I think, I often think of trajectory. It's often how I think. I can often look at a culture, a situation, the way a team is put together or direction people are going. And I try and think, I look, what does this look like if this carries on mm. for the next one, three, five, ten years yeah. of a lifetime? And I suppose that's the big thing, the way I, I think. I think, right, so if, if I'm in the word for a sermon or if I'm if I'm praying just for a breakthrough then I was trying to say what's the trajectory if that's some of where the heart's at what does that look like well it can actually look like a very busy performancey or someone who actually almost has a, a lack of intimacy for the sake of external yeah doing um and so for me I want to pull this thing 
it's funny. So, so even just an example at the moment, I'm one that one of the things we've asked each other is why are we here in this season? You know, why why aren't just kind of here in South London at the moment? I'm out doing um like landscaping, decking, fencing stuff like that. And one of the reminders, even for that, is able to say, right, let's stop. Why we're here? We are earning money in this short season because we're doing a a, a month out in Romania working with the mini uh, Romani gypsy children, um, and that's to just dip our toe in to see if there's something there. So, so that's Rihanna's side there. It's the why? Why are we doing this? Why am I home with the kids quite a lot? Um, why are you out working? And and we're able to go back to that because in a few weeks' time we we need the finance to be out there for a month. I think that's. And then for me, this whole thing of trajectory, even putting a fence up today, we were getting the string line level so the fence run. Mm. And it's really easy to think, oh, it's just kicked out a couple of millimetres. It'll be fine. It'll be fine for that post. If that now becomes your new trajectory, in 50 metres time, that fence line is several foot out and you've eaten into someone else's garden Mm. and it looks an absolute mess. And I think that trajectory for me is where I'm at Mm. at the moment. I just want to keep going back to the very, very basic, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love, like, that's it kind of thing. Seek his kingdom, just love people, make disciples, and every time I'm just straighten up, straighten up, straighten up, so that when it's like, like the sign turns from the pit stop and the car goes, yeah. it's in the right space. Your alignment is in place. Yeah, you're in, yeah. you're in the right lane. Um, so that that's what it is, I suppose, yeah, that's what it is probably for me at the moment, yeah. Mm. That's right. I, I, I get that I might be about to ask you just to repeat the stuff you've said already, but I'm just like kind of as a, as a last point, I'm, I'm interested because obviously you guys were involved in church leadership, the kind of the UK church scene. And as you said, one, you know, like some degree of platform and influence and Rihanna, you're doing worship stuff and things like that as well. God takes you into the pit stop in a very different culture and world to what the UK is going on or kind of the Western church, if I, if I maybe would kind of talk about it in that sense. And so I'm I'm interested of you guys coming back now of just even that sort of trajectory stuff. Like I don't want to be disparaging of the church or anything like that as well, but I'm just, I'm just interested on your perspective, having been through this journey of like what you would say to Christians just now in the UK or people are listening who are kind of, in that same place where you were, you and again, this is not like oh, you're so much higher up the mountain than them. Or what would you? T-? But I'm just, I'm just yeah. intrigued, like kind of what your, yeah, kind of what your thing is that you you felt that you would say to a church leader, a Christian, or someone that's, you know, just had another year of the same sort of thing. Yeah, good question. What were some of the questions after the foundation thing, the, the rock, the foundation, the building, that you got me to ask people? When I preached recently, and you gave me some of the coaching questions to ask on the back of it, can you remember what they were? They're really no, but I guess what comes to my mind is like, (laughs) is question like, why are you doing what you're doing? Like, is there, it's so easy just to keep doing what you've always done. Like you're on the hamster wheel and you're just going and going and going. And in church, you see that all and I think lockdown was a blessing where people start ask art was started to ask the question like what's this for? why are we doing this it's just gone back to the same you know and that's scary and I'm man that was an opportunity there we need to keep asking ourselves the question why am I doing what I'm doing 
is there what are the prophecies over my life? Mm. Is there something God has been asked me to do it and I've been disobedient mm. in it? Um, and then take a risk, be brave and and go for that thing. Yeah. Like, why not? It's something so healthy about getting out of your comfort place. Mm. It looks like moving town in England. Like, I'm not saying everyone has to do it internationally, no. but just doing something where it means you have to make yourself uncomfortable really? and you have to depend again on him. Really? I think we've just got so comfortable and so, yeah. oh, you just can, you know, you know what's going to happen. You can expect, yeah. and then God's like, oh, I really want to show up. I really wanted to. This is, yeah. And we miss we miss out because of our choices. So yeah. I'd say go for it. So I know. I think what yeah, probably similar for me. I think one of the passages I read recently was in um those uh, it was a uh, Luke's recording of it where Jesus speaks about um the man who built his house on the rock. And for this one of the big things when he spoke to me about in Mexico and has since about you build on the rock and then there's the foundations. Mm. The foundations dictate the house. Um, so depending on what foundations are in, even if you think of an actual house, mm. if it's small foundations, you can only be build single story. Right, right, yeah. If there's cracks in the foundations, there's going to be movement in the house. It's, it's all sorts. So I think for me, I'm in a place where I would say, don't like just stop for a moment and don't look. They bought uh, money's in the account or whatever. Mm. the foundational questions what things would i not what things would i not give up for jesus mm. um, and then why why would i not give that up for you lord what what is that what's that doing for me mm. and actually what, what what am i actually getting from that what would it look like for us to really give that up mm. and then again just think of the trajectory it's one of the reasons we went to mexico is because we stopped we stepped back we looked at our dream boards sounds very um dream board no it sounds so for us it's a real sense of like being like reverently before god like what a, as we have delighted ourselves in you what desires have you put in our heart like what things have you actually marked us to live with kind of thing yeah. and had those laid out so when i say dream board it's that not like you know sipping i i see sparkles and pink ribbons on your dream board hey. like well, you can't no matter nothing hey. is too now can stop me visiting your dream and, board. And, and for us to step into that, that was that was brutal. That was yeah. selling every pretty much everything we had, other than about four or five suitcases. Um, because it was that trajectory thing again. If we carry on on the trajectory we're on, so whether or not you're an individual, you lead a small group or um, a church, whatever it is, it was um, our good friend actor who I think it was a Brazilian pastor who shared with him. Uh, if you always do what you've always done. Yeah, you always, you always get what you've always got. And I just think you've got to ask the brutal question. And sometimes people plowing hundreds of thousands of pounds into things, hours and hours and hours of energy. And my church, you look at the the fruit, um, the heart of it, it's but it's it's painful. It's incredibly painful to do it because you have to You have to be really honest with your crowd. Yeah. And you have to be really honest with also no, no, you can say that. So you can say you can say crap, Brianna. That's okay. And you have to be honest with your ugly and the mirror. Um and I just think God said to me one time, 
He said, if you want to see the glory of God, you have to dive into the mass of man. And I think God is so unafraid of mass. And he's actually lives there. I think that's why he lives with the poor and the broken and the needy. Because um, there's just no pretense. He's like, oh, fine. It's not, I've, I don't have Pharisees. Finally. I don't want people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can do something with with you and I, I my heart would be for us christians just to really grow in that yeah yeah, yeah. beautiful thank you guys i am um, i'm just going to pray for you really quickly um look at thank you for the time with them Lord god it has really been good Lord god i i'm delighted that you've taken them through this pit stop i'm delighted even just that they're still sitting at that waiting sign just before you release the logo because it means we get captured just just now a little bit off the place where christians live like I, I remember the imagery of like you get good friday where basically jesus is killed sunday is brilliant jesus comes back to life but saturday like is a really tough place to live and actually a lot of the christian experience has lived on that saturday where yeah god's told you to do something or there's something happening and you don't quite you've not got to sunday yet and you know there's a peak regism but you know about the Easter Sunday, you've not seen the fullness of what God is doing, and you're living in Easter Saturday. And so, Father God, Lord, I, I pray that it would be a swift season for them. They would be ready to move on to the next thing, Lord God. I pray just for a real blessing over them and their children as they pack, and they leave things behind, and as they go away for this month, just to see what you've prepared for them. But Father God, Lord, I just ask that you would just even, Holy Spirit, by your grace, you would take something off the lessons that they've learned, and you would just bury them deep into our hearts. Father God, that those of us that are listening to this will get to piggyback on the journey they've had with you. Lord God, we will get some of the tough yards that they've walked in our spirits to really grasp the truth of what it is, that you are enough for us, Father God. You are enough. And Lord God, would you just, through their, their testimony they've shared with us now, Lord, would you help us that are listening or spending time with these guys just now, just loosen our grips and just fully let go of the stuff that we've clung to and falsely seeing it as a Messiah falsely seen as Messiah, Lord God. I just even, Lord, the, the Israelites in the wilderness, they say, oh, shit, back in Egypt, back in Egypt, we ate like kings, didn't we? It was brilliant back there, Lord God. And I, I even just get a sense there'll be Christians just now listening to this that have been trying to almost convince themselves, oh, no, it was better back when I wasn't walking on water or kind of pursuing after God. It was better back. And Lord God, it's a lie. The best thing always, Lord God, is to be walking towards you where you've called us to go, doing exactly what you've called us to do. And so, Lord God, I, I just ask you would bless these guys as they keep doing that and bless us as we yeah. take some of their story to heart. Yeah. Amen. Thank you so much for your time, guys. And um, join us for the next time we're on the road. God bless. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.